the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, you okay? Are you twisted? I'm twisted. All right, there you go. There you go. That's fine. Uh, Milton Glick along with Doc. He's twisted. That's probably appropriate. He's taking Jerry's place. Yeah. Taking Jerry's place, that's Dr. Calvin Finch's Mark Peterson. I'm trying to think of your slogan. That's my cape. If you're, in the back if you're a watering, Mark's a... No, no, no. no. We, we did better with our rutabaga song. Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. There's your sprinkler. But that should not be on today. Turn that, that off. Al, turn that, that off today. That, there's no watering on the weekends. Thank you, Al. I don't know what you're doing in that studio, watering anyway. But... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of a waste, although Al has some little stuff growing. We, I, I was going to say, know what a little mold, <laughs> little herbs. We don't know what it is. All right, 210-308-8867. You can call and ask us your gardening questions and be a part of the show. Tell us what's going on. Uh, so, uh, and Mark brought the latest literature from... Uh, 1997. Yeah, so uh, we can talk about that. Well, that's actually the year that we started and the, the radio show. show. Yeah. This radio that? show. Yeah. And uh, I remember running the board. Also, the article today in the Express it's News is a, Express talks, News, a wonderful article by talks Calvin. about um, freeze damage. Oh. And uh, a lot of opportunity for the next few weeks to, to speculate and uh, <laughs> we are talk going, about it. And according to weather.gov, our weather is going to be weird. All right, uh, so, uh, yeah. Tell me something new. Yeah, no kidding. So yeah, what, today, do, what today, does that mean? How do you define Today, that? the high is near 66, okay? That is correct. The low is 49. The high tomorrow is 75. The low is 58. The high on Monday is 80. Mm-hmm. And 82 on Tuesday and 78 on Wednesday. Sounds warm, but right now it's 58. Didn't yeah, you tell yeah. us? That's, no, and that's pretty cold right now. It's chilly, yeah. Especially since you don't have a jacket. No. I do not have a jacket. My hands are the coldest part. But we'll try let's, to keep you see. warm by reminding you that you're cold and don't have a jacket. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. That just gets me angry, and then that blood starts flowing. It's now 59 degrees, by the way. Sunny yeah. and 59 here at Millburgers <laughs> Landscaping and Nursery. Um, and it's warmer in the sun, but we're not. Yeah. yeah for sure. No. <laughs> That's the deceptive thing is you walk out the house and it's like, oh, you know what? It's not that bad. And then you sit on the shade. Oh, no. 
All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Lots yes, of good color still. Uh, yeah. Cyclamen, uh, the pansies, snapdragons showing off. Uh, All right. So what's our lesson on the cyclamen? You were talking about that with Mark. Did we uh, learn? Well, we were. Have we learned anything from the last freeze? Well, this last freeze, uh, Mark, had a, uh, Mark had identified uh, some cyclamen beds that had largely escaped. I hadn't spotted oh, any. Mine are flat, were flat, yeah. flattened. And I, um, I, and I gave very specifics about it. It was uh, on the south and west side against oh. the building, and they were partially protected. Yeah. And the other thing is that if, you, if you're, I think the majority of the cyclamen uh, did get flattened, even the foliage, which which I've written in my articles about yeah. 400 times, that the foliage is not going to get bothered. Uh is, was hurt this time, uh, but we've got uh, there's quite a few uh, beautiful cyclamen here, mm-hmm. all the same because they the protected colors. them and said, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you if you one of the options is to to resurrect your your cyclamen bed and replace the plant you lost. Let's see, Mark. We'll we'll have what is today? Today it's middle of basically middle of January. January, yeah, it's 14th, March. Right? I mean, February, yeah. March, April. So we got so we got three eight and weeks. a half, yeah, three and a half months. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, that they'll they they last if you uh, want to uh, restore the and bed. I was going to say, on the other hand, I have seen snow in cyclamen and cyclamen going. Yeah, just oh, didn't. Well, Jerry and Jerry and I had a, have had a lot of arguments, and I've mm-hmm. talked about. Oh cold temperatures in my for years i planted them and uh, not had them damaged and uh, and uh he was always saying you know you got to be more cautious than that um and then of course the the, this this uh temperatures this christmas freeze was enough to really affect them even even some of those that were covered were right damaged all right i I think it goes back to moisture too well i you know, in the column I wrote, I talk about the not only the absolute temperatures is a factor, but how long the temperature right. stayed. Yeah. Now I didn't. I was thinking this Christmas freeze was not nearly close as as the uh, February freeze. That, that is correct. That yeah. was like like thirty hours, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, this one, this one, uh, I don't know, ten, twelve hours was about the longest it stayed cold, but. You just, hey, you, you just can't predict. We have James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome. How you doing, Dan? Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm doing real well. Um, I, my wife uh, had some seeds. She passed away a few years back. And uh, I found some seeds for this called Scott's Turf Builder. And uh, it's got uh, the watergrass mixed in with it. And I have some lavender flower seeds. I just wanted to know, is there some kind of test that I can do to see if these seeds are still good before I plant them? But as I didn't, didn't we heard the lavender. We didn't hear the others. Oh, it's lavender. It was, it was lavender seeds. And Bermuda. Another one was Scott's Turf Builder. It's got Bermuda grass mixed in with it. Scott's Turf Builder. Okay. It's kind of a bluish color, yeah. Huh? yeah. Wow. Lavender, yeah, so, well, yeah. Lavender's hard to get to survive in. Yeah. Um, a test. So we always go, uh, 
spread, have a little spot uh, or a little pot and put a little bit in there and see, uh, know, know how much you're putting in on the over the top and see how much germinates, how much coverage you get. So if there's hardly any, you're going, yeah, yeah, it's bad. If you get pretty good coverage, it's 100% coverage, you're going, yeah, it's still good. Uh, but uh, yeah. I, 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 the turf builder worries me a little bit uh, because most of the time that has uh, different types of grasses. Uh, they have some rye, some annual rye, some perennial rye, some fescue, some other stuff in this, there. Uh, this says it's, it's uh, Bermuda grass. Okay. Now, is it, uh, is so it if it's Bermuda grow, grass, then it won't it won't germinate until April. Yeah. April. Are you, okay. Are you trying to germinate the um, the lavender and collect the seed? Is that the issue? Yeah, I, I, I have a bag of seed, and, and uh, I don't know how old it is. It's something that my yeah. wife bought years ago, and then I have that turf builder. Same situation. Oh, okay, uh, two two separate seeds. Okay, I thought no. they you had them all mixed in together. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, now, when no. we had used to be really working hard to try to to grow some lavender, the the key was always well drained and not overwatering, and we. Surprisingly, even the master gardener classes had trouble keeping it from. Uh, the, the inclination was to overwater. And, and and then, you would grow it in places you never would thought would grow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like cracks in the sidewalk, uh, abandoned uh, construction sites, and and things like that. So. But you might want, we might want to try some in containers in really well. Well drained. Talk uh, about the lavender, right? Yeah, yeah. talk about the lavender. So the same thing. What I mentioned is, if you want to know the seed test, you, you get a spot or a container and thank you and uh, test it out. Uh, but but the Bermuda, Bermuda again won't won't really germinate until it gets hot. Oh, okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, James. You take Good luck, care, James. All right, we got another James on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, James, you cold weather versus the plant, huh? Yeah, I wanted to mention something to Calvin. Yeah, would you? I would. Okay. Um, Go for, yes. Go for it. Many, many years ago, I was uh, raising uh, about a half acre, maybe yeah, about a half acre of brassicas, you know, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, and cabbage. Wow. And we were going through winter like we usually do. And, uh, man, we had it go from like 79 or 82 down to 28 for a while. And a lot of those plants got nipped. And I was... uh complaining to malcolm beck about it i was i was telling him hey malcolm you told me these plants are, are winter hardy and and this, uh, i want to complain to you malcolm and he said james the thing is uh if the temperature goes down gradually the plants will become acclimatized and they will do better in the real cold but when it goes from 80 to 28, you're on your own, buddy. 
Wow. And well, that also threw that buddy in too. Yeah. There's there's another factor in there too. The time of the year. Yeah. Early in the winter and previous cold weather. Yeah. For that that goes to what he was saying about getting acclimatized. So yeah, the plants can make natural antifreeze in their cells. Well, that's that's the argument Jerry and I have quite often because I. I'd like to be able to predict that, you know, the temperature is going to be 28, so everything will be fine. But Jerry is, it's because of his greater age, I think, but that he, he is experience. hesitant. Greater experience. Hesitant to say anything is going to turn out exactly as we predict, even yeah. if we've got good, uh, good science and good experiences. So you've got to be, you've got to be conservative. You've got to be cautious. Just yeah. like Calvin. Calvin, yes, sir. Uh, what what? I think what Malcolm was telling me is, if you're going to have extremes like that, you got to get off of the couch and get out there and cover those plants. <laughs> so I, that's the lesson I, to learn. Hey James, I, I w- wish I could have seen you cover those half acre of cabbages. <laughs> <laughs> well, we buy that white uh, uh, frost cloth by the roll it comes in a i don't know five hundred thousand foot roll so yeah i have so the did, material did you actually hanging cover in it? the shed the what did you actually cover it no i i <laughs> did i i did like malcolm told me and and they would they're uh they would make it because those brassicas yeah. are 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 frost resistant is what he had told me so i uh, thought they would oh, be uh, resistant I, 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 I like he used the correct term, frost resistance. I thought, James, I thought you were going to say that. Malcolm just said they were only nipped. They weren't killed. Go back out well, there. it hammered them pretty good. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Down, now, you know. now, do you have any in, any of the, uh, in in your garden now, any of those uh, greens? No, I uh, I grow that on the other farm in the okay. sandy loam. That's okay. uh, and they all got hammered except for like a few cauliflowers that made it that looked like. Huh. But well, my, everything my cal- is in the compost pile from that fifteen degrees. Yeah, my my cauliflower didn't make it, but my Brussels sprouts and the cabbage. Yeah, I was. Did uh, fine. I was uh, interested in hearing you say that. You said that a couple of weeks ago. It's- that the broccoli made up, but the cauliflower didn't. Yeah, and now the the, the broccoli this time did not did not make it. No, the, the Brussels bro- made the it. Bru- Brussels sprouts did, and the cabbage did. So and, you just and, gotta if you're gonna go from eighty to real cold, you just gotta get out there and cover that stuff, and that's just you know the way it is. Uh, if it gradually cools down. Then it's like Malcolm said; they, they are resistant to frost. But it, it's not usually like that in this part of the country. You know, you'll be uh, skinny dipping one day and you're <laughs> putting wood in the wood stove the next. Uh, we don't know what to say, James. No, yeah, no, we totally uh, agree with you. Like, he sort of threw us with a skinny dip. And sounds <laughs> like an old old timer from the country out there telling us about. Uh, uh, thanks, James. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, thanks for so, calling. Bye, bye, James. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 
210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. All right. Let's see. What else is going on? Uh, let's see. What else survived? The cyclamen. Oh, um, and, and they are starting to look a little worse, and that's the sago palms. They're showing. They. they it's like it's like they there had the damage, and then they're starting to show it. Yeah, there's they're yellowing and, around. And, yeah. And I had a, a, a customer call and asked me about that. They had a whole list of plants. I said it's up to you about what you want to cut down. I usually recommend three to six inches above the ground at the end of next month. But yeah. then she added sagos, and I went, hmm. Added I kind of. She added sago palms, so what she wanted oh. to do with those. And I go, eh, I really don't touch those. Yeah, I'm with you. I just you. let nature run its course. Yeah, it okay. seems to. They seem turn, to do. Yeah, leave it in their hands. They yeah. seem yeah. to be. <laughs> do don't the best. kiss it goodbye. Yeah. All right, we're I, gonna, I learned in, yeah. in, two, in 21. So. We're going to take a quick break while we do. You give us a call at 210 308 8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is the answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Was that at least funny? It is. Nice job, Mark. Yeah. Listen to you. What was it? He identified the... Lisa Marie Presley's Lights Out. Yeah, that's one of her few hits. First well, if you want to say lights out to those bugs in your house... Oh, lovely segue, sir. <laughs> I'm working on my microphone I, here. I know you'd appreciate it. Yeah. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control since 1976 has been... A great, absolutely wonderful pest control company here in San Antonio. Locally owned and operated, family owned and operated. Uh, Warren Remy is considered one of the experts not just in the city of San Antonio, but in the state of Texas and the United States. They've, he's, he's seen it, done it, and still learning about it, and he'll admit it. Uh, that's the great thing about Warren. And his, he looks at the problem holistically to see how uh, he can uh, help you to solve the problem that you're having, not just treat it, but solve it. So uh, if you're looking for a new pest control company this year, in the new year, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control companies for you. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. I'm since, trying to make it a jingle. Since, Did I do how to do it? since I'm sitting in Jerry's chair, can I, can I do it? It's because he used the good stuff. He uses what works. Hmm. That's that's the good stuff. <laughs> Online, you'll find them at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. You know what time of year this is? I've already, I've already told you this. So. Winter time? Rutabaga time. No, 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 no. Hammer time. No. Yeah, that's the one we got to use. <laughs> that's the one. No, it's the two piece. It's pruning oh. and planting time. 
It's what? For pruning and planting oh. time. Pruning of trees and shrubs, large shrubs, and planting just about everything. Trees, shrubs, and perennials. Mm-hmm. So you're not rushing it, huh? No. Huh? No, oh, you'd wait? To, huh? No, no, no. It's, I, it's, you know, for 40 years, the state uh, Arbor Day was the third week of January. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and so we, like, we always put moved it way back. And, and we kept moving it back. Right now, it's like the first first weekend of uh, April to coincide with other states. But All right. well, it, makes per, it makes perfect sense to start planting trees in January and February. Oh, planting for sure. Yeah, yeah. planting, yeah. Yeah. Now we, uh, of course, Jerry and I, agree, and I know you agree with this and bring it up too, that this is... This is kind of a special uh, summer and winter because of the lack of uh, right. moisture. So it's still so, a good time to plant, but right. you got to keep in mind the the special watering. Mar- Mark even has a formula for that, for <laughs> yeah, that's right. But but Jerry is correct, and sometimes I don't I don't announce that or or make that part of the presentation. But he's correct. This type of weather. Yeah, you got to make sure that the root ball is thoroughly wet and the surrounding soil. And I, I always say that well, the first day when you plant it, you're going to really soak everything. Da, 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 right. da, and then I go into my formula. Uh, you don't know the formula, do you? you do it's know. three, two, one. It's it? three, two, one, sir. You yes, you get. But I mean, it's, I'll uh, get. I'll get you a prize later. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's got a mine I like mean, a steel trap. Yeah, quite rusty. So, but. Yeah, yeah. so like <laughs> now. Like Snapping. now, when there hasn't been any rain, yeah. Again, has- so you water the root ball really well in the surrounding soil that first day, and then you go into a program. If there isn't any rain, significant rain, you water three times a week. You know, for the first okay. month, and then twice a week the second month, and once a week the last month. However, the amount of water does not change. Okay. Total amount of water per week does not change. You know, it's easy, Mark. Oh, okay. To uh, if you're a gardener and the you went through the summer like we had, and then we get into this nice cool weather, it's easy just to say, well, we don't need to worry about rain anymore because yeah. it's cool. Yeah. But that's not the case. No, no. This is the time when those plants should be putting some roots out and doing some tempting to grow, and and without water in the mo- in the uh, soil, it's not going to happen. Yeah, as we say the. Uh in the south, soil does not freeze, and the roots continue to grow, albeit very slowly, but they need to have some moisture for the cell growth to continue. And right now, we haven't had close to average rainfall in the last 10 or 12 months. So, um, and you can find that average rainfall on the back of your Express News hmm. and sports section. And so I always like to say, well, I look at each month. It's part of my job. And I go, hmm, we're close. We're not close. That must be quite cl- close to my uh, my article in the Express what? News. Yeah. It? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yours was it's in the different. life section. Yeah. Uh, my section is the back page of the sports page. Okay. Yep. Well, whatever. Anyway, uh, anyway. Uh, whatever it is, the Express News is the place to find it. Huh? Yes. Yes, find both of the stuff. Um, anyway, I just want to say that, that yeah, during the, during the uh, dormant season, 
uh, is the time to plant all types of woody uh, vegetation. But come May, what do we do? We change. We start planting palms and oh. tra- or, uh, succulents and grass, all that good stuff. Boy, that's a hot, that's some for some people for gardeners. That's a tough change. Yeah. Can you imagine having to tell people in the middle of summer, no, do not o- overwater those plants. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't water too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, even even experienced uh, not, gardeners. Not, that's on the palms and the succulents. Is uh, what's the number one killer of palms and and succulents like cacti? Overwatering. Oh, yeah. So it's just it. Uh, we we can really do a lot of great gardening here, and half the fun is that the, that you there's a lot to learn and uh, skills that you can utilize. But you do have to do some checking out and learning and. Uh, Testing. Now, there's another thing, Mark, that I always like to mention: the uh, the CPS. Ah, uh, uh, see, that was the lead-in, so yeah. you, you you caught it uh, on that, and you did mention it in your newspaper article on the uh, gardening hints. So. Yeah, there the CPS is uh, has identified uh, shade trees as one of the chief ways to conserve energy in our area. Because I, I I suspect it's a little has to do with that hot sun and uh, yes because you are limited to plant the, the the trees for the rebate the rebate trees on the southwest and east sides of the house not the north side so that that's not very limiting though mm. that's uh, you know you can uh, you, and the t- list of trees. Which Mark is really familiar with because he helped put, uh, helped put it together. I, I, I helped put the original one, but but Jerry gives me grief all the time about some of the newer ones they've added. Oh well, but I've I've assumed the uh, defense of the Anakwa now because I've I've got one that is oh. has uh, grown in all these years and I just love it. Right. So it's a but great, he's, great me, he's torn me on ebony. Ebony. Oh, yeah. Now, that one I might have a little trouble defending. Yeah. Well, I but but I defended it as well as you with the Anakwa. Anakwa is a great tree. Uh, But I think they even included citrus now. But what we're saying is here's an it's a good time to plant trees if you are aware that this water issue is special. And there's a good, uh, you can get some help. You can get some general information on how to plant them, where to plant them, and how to take advantage of their uh, ability to uh, save energy and, uh, by going to the uh, CPS website. Plus, you get some do- dollars applied to your uh, energy bill. Right. And uh, I was just remembering, you had said something that clicked a memory. I long time ago, when I first started with SAWS, uh, I was mentioning the CPS program mm-hmm. and the some of the upper echelon, which you, you may remember, uh, some of our CEOs back then said, uh, "Why are we recommending trees? You know, they're going to use us so much water." And I actually sat down and calculated the amount of water to establish a tree and establish thousand square feet of grass, and you would oh. be surprised on how much less water a tree requires to become established 
it al- than, than, than thousands you know, it of also square feet be- of grass. That that was one one great slap on your part, but there's also the, <laughs> the second slap on uh, climate change. Yeah, the trees. You know, if it's it's hard to have a, a CPS executive saying, "Why are we planting those super, oh, super well, trees yeah. when when a this whole city is mobilizing to plant trees yeah. so that we can uh, save save the uh, world from climate change." Yeah. We, we used to argue that a lot, a lot of trees can be uh, substituted for building a new plant when I was in the Forest Service. And so that was... Well, and then, of course, all, all our volunteers and gardeners, just just the... Uh, so it's, so, it's so wonderful to have access to trees and choices and blooms. Here in San Antonio, what, we can have 12 months of color? Yeah. And uh, lots hey, of choices. You used to do the show on that. You and Jerry, 12 months of color. We did, We used to do it all, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, okay. Now, the funny thing is, uh, Jerry did it originally. And both Calvin and I looked at it, and we're like, okay, we got to get rid of this plant. we got to get rid of this <laughs> and turn it down. Because it was like two hours. And oh, we, uh, we had like. We, <laughs> You know, Calvin and I go, we got to get this thing down. <laughs> we all have prompted some tree questions at 210-308-8867. John is on the line. Hi, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? Oh, real good. Real good. How are you all doing? Doing great. Uh, i got a question for Mark Peterson since uh, uh, I heard his booming voice there a few minutes ago. Uh uh, I uh, I'm old and I go to to the uh, uh, senior center over here on Pecan Valley, and uh, they got about 20 trees uh, planted around the area, and every one of them uh, are pole type, and uh, no root flare whatsoever, and some of them are dying. And my question is: Is Mark Peterson? Uh, uh, that's reason I have a question for him. Does he in contact with those people that take care of that landscape for the uh, for the city? Uh, down by the uh, senior center over there, in yeah. Uh, because see, it not only there, but at the uh, at the library over there uh, on the south side, there by Roosevelt, they did the same thing. They got they got trees that uh, there is no root flare. It's and they're dying. Some of right. them dying. So yeah, my. Uh, my senior center, senior center on Thousand Oaks, I noticed the same thing. Uh, and my beef with them is is the three feet of mulch uh, on the yeah, uh, on the trunk. And, uh, so that's my yeah. So I haven't looked underneath the three feet of mulch uh, to see if they've been planted too deep. But uh, that uh, that's under uh, that's under city. I don't know whether it's Parks and Rec or what department that's under, uh, but uh, uh, you can always call Ross. Ross well, is there. And, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, yes, I am giving his name out there, but uh, um, <laughs> on that. What uh, is he, the urban? He was the city forester for Parks and Recreation, okay. and he got moved up, but, oh, so I don't know if he's still in charge of that. But, yes, uh, to answer your question... I've been around to a lot of the senior centers. Uh, nine and ten are the ones closest to me, and uh, I have 
made some uh, some uh, visualizations and wrote them down that uh, they were planted a little too deep, like you like you noticed, and also they had a lot of mulch put on them. Is, they got mulch there, piled up about a foot and a half high. Is there, is there actually tree death there, or is it just a... We, we don't know. That a yeah. lot of these are, are real new. How old is, is the one on, on Pecan Valley? They appear they appear to be about, uh, uh, oh, I'd say they're, they're about 10 feet tall, 10, 12 feet tall. Now how, yeah, how old are they? How old? How old? I, I wouldn't know. The, plant, the, the place went in about four or five years ago, no. I think. And uh, I don't, you know, I, the trees are pretty big. They might, I don't know how big the trees were when they put them in. What we do know is if you plant the tree too deep, it's a lifetime sentence. As they don't ever Sometimes seem to, a short lifetime. It's a short time. Yeah. But uh, if they do survive, they don't seem to uh, ever really grow really well. So well, some should, of them die. No. Yeah. Now you know it was too. It's too bad. I don't know, Mark. Are you going to the oh, cool. the tree tree maintenance program on the? Uh, yeah, yes. I, I since I, I have some of the consultants going, I said I want to go too. Okay. So uh, Saws bought me a ticket. Okay. What? Will, will you just kind of watch for an opportunity there to bring that issue up? I will. Uh, right. I know that well, uh, an- another person, too. another radio commentator. Has yeah. mentioned that okay. over the years, and I, yeah, I agree with it. All right, let's see now be 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 careful though too, as as Mark and I have learned, based on the uh, February twenty one, you you it doesn't even though damage it looks like the trees are quite damaged. They're not always completely damaged or as bad as we think, and you, sometimes the. Sometimes we uh, it's best to to wait a little while and just see what happens. But but I think it's a good appropriate to bring in the issue up and and uh, these these folks are, are involved in that process, uh, so they may have some defense or uh, let's some see what happens. Uh, that's coming up on the nineteenth, right? Yeah. So next yeah. time we talk, yeah, we should we should yeah. have good thing. Okay, yeah. thanks, John. Okay. Good Take issue, care. John. Good issue. Yeah. Tim is on the line at 210-308-8867. Got a maple tree question. Hey there, I Tim. Do. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How's it going? It's going great, guys. Good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. Doing okay. It's a little chilly. We're we're not complaining, though. I mean, it's no, really no. chilly. <laughs> it's nice. The sun's out. Sun's shining. would like some rain, but wait for that one yes. next week. Bring Mark, us some rain. My, are we supposed to get my, some next week? Yeah, next Wednesday. We are. Wednesday of next week. Yeah. All right. Come on, Wednesday. Maybe. Yeah. Hey, we'll hey, Jared. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Mark, I've got a, I've got a maple tree question for you. Okay. We planted uh, three, oh, five to six inch caliper big tooth maples at our place in Fredericksburg, right on the Pertinales River, two years ago. Okay. Um, actually, three years ago now, because the big freeze that we had two years ago took two of them. Um, one survived. And for the life of me, I've spent the last couple of years looking for that same size big tooth, five to six inch caliper trunks, and no one seems to have them anywhere. And so what I'm hearing is I can get trident maples that big, or I can get summer red maples that big. And my question is, which one of those two brands would do best 
in our somewhat alkaline soils up there in Gillespie County, 7.8 to 8 roughly, some clay. And I'm looking for a tree that will do well but give us some really good fall color. Uh, so none of those, none of those maples well, will do well. Okay, maybe uh, you suggest. Uh, I would probably try the Shangtung maple. Uh, it's fallen out of favor a little bit. It was supposed to be the new maple tree for Texas, but I would see if we could find some of those. Um, if you can't find a big tooth, maybe look towards. Uh, the Metroplex, and try to ask around for a Caddo maple, C-A-D-D-O. And they come out of uh, out of Oklahoma, and they they would be tolerant of the alkaline soil. Okay. Well, a tree a tree that size, that's quite an that, investment. That, 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 and that's going to be the last thing I was going to say. You're really pushing the limit on that size, that, that caliper size. Uh, most trees are going to be one to two and a half inch calipers that are, that would be commonly available. So yeah. that's what I would go for. Now, you have the hesitation in your voice. And I say to you, oh dear. I say to you, remember the research for the last 40 years has demonstrated that you take a one inch and a four inch. And after five years, which one's going to be bigger? The one inch. Oh. So always go one and a half inch is the ideal size of tree. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's conclusive research over over the past years. Bigger is not better. The plan. My feeling was, Mark, I'm not getting any younger. I don't have time to wait. um, (laughs) Oh, now now remember, you never plant trees for yourself. You always plant for those generations (laughs) after us. That spoke the forester, so, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay, so smaller is better, and yeah. Caddo, you said. I hadn't heard Caddo. I've heard Caddo, the Caddo, yeah. Caddo, uh, yeah, the Tong you, you've heard, and that might be available uh, over in the Austin area. Uh, Ooh, but uh, But, uh, yeah, uh, Milton's looking up I'm on looking the laptop. I'm looking It's got some uh, nice red to it's it. It's got some it? nice red to it, and it was an alkaline tolerant. A lot of times we, when we look for alkaline tolerance, Alkaline soil tolerance. We look to North uh, West China, uh, and call, we call them calcifites, um, cal, uh, uh, loving of calcium soil. So um, that's a Shangtung maple. There's a couple other uh, Chinese. Mine uh, died in the uh, yeah. the droughts we had. So so it has fallen in our favor. But try it. Your location okay. next to the Pernella sounds pretty good. And that's that's we may want to try that. Uh, and then the other one's Caddo. Of the two that you had originally mentioned, red maple is always going to be a little bit better than 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 most. So I got people, you know, how about a silver maple or sugar maple or something like that? And I'd go no. Um, red maple has the largest. Uh, re- range of, uh, of all the maples, so um, it's tolerant to a lot of sites. So, go for the. the now red it maple. says here that the Caddo is a cultivar of the sugar maple. Yeah. Okay. But it's it, named but after it's, the Oklahoma County where it was discovered. It's alkaline tolerant, alkaline soil tolerant. Oh, okay. High, higher well, pH. Oh, okay. Is is the I've heard October Glory is a maple tree too. Is that alkaline yeah. tolerant or not? 
Uh, that yeah, I used to plant those all the time in the Chicago area. Yeah, it is. Uh, alkaline tolerant. Uh, we had high pH clay soils like around here. So yeah, that that that, that would be one. Okay. So like I said, it, like I said, uh, the red maples are have the widest range and and probably tolerate the most different. Most different. Milton, help me out on that one. Uh, uh, widest. The, 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 wide, the, the widest uh, types of soil. Okay. Hey, I appreciate the help, and we'll go look you and research yeah. those three and find a couple. Okay, yeah. tell us what you do, Tim. Call us back. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks so All much, right. guys. You bet. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. So I am curious, uh, based on John's question, so you're planting your tree. We've talked about watering uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, is it best to err on the side of planting it deeper or err on the side of planting it not so not as deep as or shallower uh, yeah, no you plant it higher above grade and okay. and and it's a very telling that when I was in school we were always taught to plant the root collar at grade so uh, that so, be, so, so there, dumb that down for me so at the base of the tree where the where the main roots come out, that's called the root collar, right, just like the branch collars on the branch. Okay. There. So it's a little donut-shaped thing. And so at grade means so at, the, at, at the... At soil line. So it's okay. That's what I figured. At grade. So, so that was in the last millennia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last century, last millennia. So now the you, you look at the standards that the um, International Society of Arboriculture put out, and now they're talking about one to two inches above grade. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's a big difference. Yeah. Okay. So, so higher is better in this case. Certainly not where the ball is halfway out of the ground, like you see in stone oak sometimes. Because, yeah. But, yeah, because there's not enough soil. But you want to get a little higher. And the reason is it, 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 um, it sinks. Oh. Uh, so whether it's grown in a container... Or a root ball, in our uh, ball number lab, they will tend to sink. It's about one to and, two inches, and and, and and that has been kind of yeah the 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 research over over the last uh, thirty years is okay. Is coming. Very cool. Okay. Yeah, for folks, I'm using my hand, so it makes for good radio. Yeah, if you just look on the left side of your radio, yeah, you can see Mark using his hands. Hand. Um, anyway, so uh, that, that's the reason why. So what we've noticed is plant t- trees that have been planted too deep never really fully uh, attain full growth and, and full health. If they're a hardy tree, you're really like a live oak. They may survive. They yeah. just kind of grow out of it. Yeah. They adjust. Yeah. I've had Texas red oaks yeah. side by side where they one too deep and then the other one, which started out too too shallow. Yeah. But within a couple of years, they're so in nature status. If you pla- if a, like I'm looking at these guys, where mm-hmm. where is the root collar there? No, it's on the right-hand side of your radio. You can yeah, see the tree I'm pointing yeah, at. Right where the box is. Okay. And so nature put the root collar three to four inches. Yeah. Put it too high? No, no, no. <laughs> nature did it correctly. So okay. they, you can see so that. That's that's not that's a pretty artificial nature. Right yeah. There. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. Because that, that's yeah. 
from the traffic and yeah. uh, that's a good point. So, but but it, the point is well taken. That particular species, it's a cedar elm. Okay, uh, is a repairing species, so they tend to have big root flares on the bottom. Okay. So what uh, tolerant of yeah. tough conditions. So what, what John was talking about. So he would find those trees, and you go up three feet, and you see what it looks like on the trunk. Yeah. Just straight like a yeah. telephone pole. Yeah, the, that that's that grade. So oh. you can see that there was actually three feet of soil on top of that tree. Ooh, wow! So now you know why they're not doing very well. Okay, huh? Mm. So Calvin, uh, you, you did point out. And I'm guessing you're right. So where in nature would that root flare be? Would it be that one to two inches, or well, forget be, no other traffic, no traffic, no well, no could, nursery? It could, About where the could box be is. quite a variation, yeah. but ideally yeah. it'd be where Mark yeah. mentioned it at the right, where at the, the right, straight where the, the, the electric boxes. Okay, so that's where it would be if nature. Yeah, so it's about six. People weren't walking by. It. Okay. If it was that nature, it'd yeah, be about four six to six inches. inches. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Very. I've learned something. Good night, everybody. Thank yeah. you so much. For so listening. come on in yeah, to Millburgers and learn all about. <laughs> come uh, you know where you can come yeah. see the root flares down, down by the. Uh, I don't know how much uh, it's settled down yeah, there at the yeah. river, but by there you would probably see yeah. a, by, a, yeah, a by, better by, example of okay. what by, would by, be ideal yeah, by the intermittent stream. That only down fills up the water the when we have something called rain. rain. Yeah. you say Wednesday, huh? All right, we say what? Yeah, John's looking at that. I'll go look at the forecast and tell you about that in a second. Plus, if you want to learn more about trees, Calvin will tell you where you can go. Oh, I don't know if there's still seats available. Do you know? Oh, no. no, no. We're going to tell everybody. Unfortunately, there's no more seats left. It's it's just, yeah, they've closed. At the January 19 Tree Management Workshop at the San Antonio Botanical. Okay, but it's closed. Well, you we, we that's what they told me, but you could uh, okay. try, try. Uh, try the oh. extension office. Okay. J- just like the Alamo Dome. Go ahead. There may be standing room only. Oh, they did, they did that last night? Standing room only? Yeah. Very cool. All right, 210-308-8867. We are going to take a quick break and come right back. 210-308-8867 for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's the temperature now? It seems to be warmer. Um, we are, the temperature now is 61 degrees. Oh, wow. On the two, porch. Two degrees. Yeah, it's gone up. Yeah, because it was 59 a little while ago. All right, it's not even 1 o'clock. I bet by 1 it's like in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> That's that temperature shift that James was talking about. All right. Climate change, yeah. Yeah. 210, well, he was talking about all the stuff he was doing. He was skinny dipping one day, and then the next day he was putting logs on the fire. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. What else is going on, gentlemen? <laughs> what? I'm just, we, I'm just looking at you going, yeah. Where are we I was going just wondering here? why it's not reasonable to be skinny dipping one day and putting logs on the fire on another day. I think the expectation is that the, the weather will change gradually, not like you wake up in the morning and you're putting on a jacket uh-huh. and then or vice versa. You can have it where you're wearing 
a short sleeve shirt to work because it's in the 70s and then so that's a, it's a more complex explanation than you yeah. by three o'clock you're you know you're it's See, in the 30s i just assume it's throwing logs in the fireplace in the sauna and that's where you would go. Oh, so it'd I still see. be cold weather. You I see. Skinny dip it and then you go well, to the I sauna. Don't. I don't know. This, of course, didn't get us anywhere. What, uh, no, we didn't. We should, well, we should so drop what, what were we talking about? What topic? I think we were talking about gardening. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. So, all right. So you you mentioned planting trees. Planting trees. Uh, end of this month is fruit trees. Hey, fruit tree season. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was going to. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to mention the uh, snapdragons. They're so deceptive. Right. They're, nice. uh, they look they look pretty sad right now. Most of them, a few a few of them look good, but they're they uh, traditionally have a uh, pause in the middle of the winter, just like has happened now. And uh, so I, I, quite often they'll they'll uh, restore themselves. The foliage, if you look at the base, the foliage has probably started, and then by gosh, their their fall their uh, spring blooming period is. Uh, Pretty spectacular. Right. Last till probably they last till uh, end of April. There, um, there was some customers here that were some friends of mine, and they were asking me about snaps. And I said, just wait, just wait. There's two seasons. You know, it's a fall season, a little bit of a slow time in the middle. Don't and talk, then in so the don't talk too loud because Trace is right behind you. Oh, is he? One of the best things to do is to buy new buy, snap buy new snap crackers <laughs> and plant them. Yeah. Now that's that's one of the as the article states that's one of the options you have. You can wait until they repair themselves, or you can get immediate response yeah. and have the have the uh, blooms in place from now until the end of the yeah. Month. And and a lot of people know from my articles that I like really like snapdragons in the wintertime. It's one of my favorite ones, and so uh, and then mixed with a bunch of other plants. You know, there are a bunch of other other flowers. I guess I'm kind of taking it for granted. We're not going to have another big freeze. And yeah, I, I was uh, because I be because careful. it's still next month. Yeah. Well, it's the anniversary. The sec- yeah, too. This will be the third oh, anniversary right. of the February freezes. Yeah, it's really been three uh, years. Yeah, man, yeah. doesn't seem so. Like- that, that 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 may just makes a, a tougher decision. Yeah. You can let them repair themselves. Now stocks, I don't know. They're a little more precarious. Uh, I say, now, didn't you say the other day? You said I, I used to call them pinks. The, the, dianthus. The, is dianthus. No, yeah, is that pinks. officially dianthus? Because I used to go pinks and dianthus. Yeah. Because I always dianthus were multicolored. Oh, you know, our tall dianthus the, are gone. Uh, they were. It looks like they were sold. Yeah. Well, the dianthus yeah. is. Uh, we hope they'll. They they look at least in my garden. They look like they're in the same state as the snaps and I expect them to be back and uh, and then hopefully they'll do the same kind of uh, bloom and nectar production that they were doing here at Melbourne's in the nursery. Alright, we're going to take a break. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what that music means. Okay. Alright, 210-308-8867 That's our number, 210-308-8867 Come on out and visit with us, too, at 1604 on Boulevard Road. It's warming up. It is warming up. It's uh, balmy 61 degrees. And we'll be back in a moment on 930 a.m. This is The Answer.
we're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back. I'm Milton Glick, Dr. Calvin Finch, and Mark Peterson coming in and sitting for Jerry today. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So don't call and ask for Mark right this second. Give him about, give him about a minute and a half. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. So where I was going was I mentioned we talked about planting trees. This is a, a good time to pee or something, Mark said. I can't remember. It was kind of that. The two just, P's, pruning two P's, and planting. Pruning and planting. And, mm-hmm. and we didn't, we'll have to talk about the pruning in a minute. But um, the um, what else is a good time to plant now? Like we have some perennials in front of us. Is it a good time to plant those or should I buy them and? Kind of protect them. Well, can you? Uh, Does it depend on the perennial? Uh, yeah, well, uh, I would go. Yeah, it depends on the perennial. But most perennials, native perennials, is a good. This is a good time. Okay. Your salvias, your lantanas, your uh, uh, blue curl. Oh yeah. Uh, porterweed. Ah, uh, not if not you the can find not, them. Yeah, yeah, not the porterweed. I'll take that back. Now, what, the, what looks good over there are those uh, are the shrubs. Are the, the what? You know, the uh, boxwood's not my oh, favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, the shrubs, but, uh, the, the hollies. The hollies look good. On that note. Yes. I got to interrupt. Okay. So, um, Neil Sperry was talking about hollies. Neil Sperry was talking about, about hollies. And different go. types of hollies. Wait a minute. Oh, you got me? Okay. I'm here. Okay. Go for um, it. But I was thinking, uh, I was going to rem- uh, was rem- reminded myself to say something about uh, hollies. Calvin turned me on to this really cool holly years and years and years ago. And we did a little um, landscaping over at the Saw's lab. Um, I had never heard about this particular Burford holly called Carissa. Oh. Uh, I really loved it. I still love it to this day. What, what do you like best about it? Oh, well, I like that it sometimes has two different little shades in the leaf, and then it only has one point on it. Uh, it is in the uh, Chinese family, yeah, Charlie's Holly family, which tends to have uh, lots of little sharp prickles on yeah, it, but so it only has one. And it's just the appropriate size, uh-huh. you know, three to three to five feet at most. Yeah, have just, you found that the deer don't bother it as it, much as yeah, the other? No, no, they don't bother it. Okay, you know, that's okay. Just, just like uh, the Burford hollies. But here's the thing. So people always ask, I need a holly or I need a hedge. Mm-hmm. And both Calvin and I, we really like hollies for our hedges. Um, but it's not just one layer. It's not just one type of species. The he- really good hedges are always multi-layers. And, and multi-species. So if you do have a yopon, you always get a smaller one. Oh, okay. A smaller uh, Burford holly or, or Carissa. Um, and, and Neil was talking about Oakland hollies. And they are tended to be a specific size, five to six feet. And then he also mentioned Nellie R. Stevens, which is another one of my favorite. But that's a taller one. That's 12 to 15 feet. So you you have multi-layers of these of these hollies to get a really good hedge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now there's a... I, I have a, pro, a little bit of a problem in terms of the uh, 
trying to determine which ones the deer are going to eat. Now the dwarf Chinese, yeah. they don't they don't seem to eat yeah. in my yeah. neighborhood. But the Burford hollies, they like the Burfords, huh? Yeah, they seem to they seem to, especially in the droughty period. But uh, so no, you know nobody plants Burford hollies. Well, of course, nobody's uh, planting much uh, because of the freezes lately. But uh, but that that that's another another issue. Hollies, though, as I think most horticulturists agree. Uh, one of the best choices in terms of landscape attractiveness and drought tolerance and pest tolerance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the, the deer, the deer question is. And Mark mentioned, uh, uh, besides the dwarf Chinese Yopan, Yopan, yeah, the, the Yopan they don't seem to. Eat. For no. some reason. Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I like combination with the with the dwarf yopon, which is going to be uh, three feet tall, four feet tall, maybe. Man, three, eventually, three, yeah, eventually, yeah. Uh, but but they could get up to five feet wide, and so you know, it makes a nice barrier. And then you have the yopons behind it, the taller native yopon, the standard one, yopon. One of the things I like about hollies too. I mean, they're they're disciplined. Really, you don't have a lot of uh, pruning you ha- have to do, and they're right. attractive, uh, and, you, and they look—they look kind of—they're or- orderly. But it's hard to find a better uh, if you're into uh, wildlife. It's hard to find a better mm-hmm. uh, set of plants for creating cover. They're—they're yeah. they're so compact, so you got a combination of very attractive uh, plants that are disciplined and they'll fit to whatever you're. Your scenery is, and and the plant that uh, the birds can take advantage of for looking looking for things to eat and also the nesting in. So that's a good plant. That's a good combination of good. plants. Food and shelter. All right. So I forget. I also uh, didn't say. Uh, I was reminded that I need to do this more often by by folks. Uh, that's Carissa. That's C A. R I S S A. C A R R I S A. No, no. One R. One R. But two S's. Oh, I S S A. So now. Oh, there it is. Would they, would they, would it be. Oh, that's Dwarf pretty. Chinese yeah. there, or are there several, are there several Dwarf Chinese? Well, hollies? I think, you know, when I say that the Dwarf Chinese holly, I think that's the big family. And then the Burfords and Carissa, and I think there may be a couple other ones. Are uh, uh, selections out of that uh, Cornuda, uh, Holly Cornuda, Ilex Cornuda family. Uh, but they tend to, it, the Chinese tend to have like five, Chinese Holly tend to have like five uh, points on them. Oh. And then uh, the, these selections tend to have one or two. Okay. Or three. It maybe. is pretty. Yeah. Yeah, you like that two-tone two, two leaf there? Is yeah. that when they, they show a little bit of the two tones? Yeah, kind of yeah. a, kind yeah. of a, yeah. Here. Yeah, kind of a green and then a lighter green, slightly lighter yeah, green. It's not, it's not, it's not. Can you see that, Calvin? It's not true variegation, but it, it has a little variation. Yeah. Sorry, I'm drinking And these are all rounded. Right? I don't know. I guess Holly's are rounded, though. So. Yeah, they tend to have only one little point on the end. Okay. 
Very cool. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Um, so back to fruit trees. Yeah. Fruit trees at the end of the month, this traditional start of fruit tree planting season. On 28th, uh, David Rodriguez will be here doing a fruit ah, tree seven. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Plus, we'll have a blood drive here. So, uh, well, that's maybe appropriate with the pruning and the blood drive. You know? yeah, yeah, there we go. You Prunes. can't just get, but take both. You know, that's prune some of that excess blood and help let it help somebody else. Uh, so you didn't like the uh, the tree picture I sent you when I asked whether that was pruning or trimming. The one that you said was butchering. Oh, butchering, anathema. Yes. Oh. Should I show Calvin the picture? Yeah. Sound like uh Yeah, I, I reverted back norm, to my old yeah. days. Uh, yes, it's anathema. They shall they shall be not forgiven. Well they bound into the Ma- ninth, Mark ninth and I, level uh, of hell. Earlier we're uh, debating about when it's a good time to start. Now he's uh, we, we I think we both have a target time of about uh first of february yeah but you can start earlier than that and or later than that uh, depending on what your time is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's not a that's not a very artistic uh, pruning job it was the speed and of the alacrity that i responded to the message Uh, that was those What's that mean, alacrity? Uh, yeah, I, I'm just pretending I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you and I can both pretend. Uh, <laughs> I used to drive an alacrity. <laughs> that thing was great. Yeah, it's a lot like a Studebaker, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Talk about speed and alacrity. Right. Hmm. Let me look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, well, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking, too, that we I thought we had uh, plantanswers.com had some good photos or uh, diagrams on yeah, various uh, training. Uh, uh, it, it, it is. It is over the years. It'd be we used to start with diagrams. That's all we had at A yeah. and M and Forest Service. We just had diagrams, and then we moved to to photos, and then sometimes the photos had actual lines drawn out of them. Oh, that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. That's smart. And people get get a little nervous about starting that process, but. The thing about, yeah. oh, well, peach, peaches especially, you, yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they, I, I, one I, year they're growing back. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, I was listening last week. You were trying to describe it on, on what it looks like. Uh, hmm. Open vase. Yeah, yeah, open the open vase. vase and uh, and uh, now we've, we've done a little uh, revising of that, too, uh, especially here in, in central Texas, uh, that hot sun. So we don't open it up as much. Yeah, you just kind of. Uh, what do we call that on the, when we have a, a kind of a, a stem that's got lots of still? It's got leaves on it. Yeah, yeah. Instead of cl- pruning it completely yeah. clean, we, we just kinda, you know, a little we leave tip it. A, not not even tip it. That's that's the wrong word to it. Yeah, debris on this. But anyhow, we're trying to protect the the tr- trunk and the main stems by leaving a little bit of foliage on there. But we're trying to. We also are trying to open up the uh, the plant so that so that you can service it well. You can reach everything, and the the sun can reach the fruit, and uh, the air movement is good. I think there. the air movement that's that's critical. They, people don't realize how how important that is for fruit trees, is to get good air movement through 
of that because so many times you get moisture on the leaves or on the trunk, and then that kind of creates a habitat for for fungal yeah. and bacteria. And in some cases, uh, pruning is necessary to uh, protect the the structure of the tree. You can, uh, of course, I haven't seen that recently on the peach trees mm-hmm. where there the, there's too much fruit on there and it's break breaks off. But the citrus sometimes will, yeah. do, that, will do that, and uh, you 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 got a you got a co- certain capacity for be firm. Okay. You may have to cut or or take some of the fruit off. And I'm going to have to be firm and cut you guys off for a second because we okay. have we have Elizabeth <gasps> on the line and she's got a question uh, about live oaks versus critters. Ooh. Hi, Elizabeth. What's going on? Hi. Um, I just want to thank you guys for your wonderful radio program. And um, if they if you can please let your absent sidekick know, he once said there may not be any. Master Gardener Class One people still alive, but I'm in. I was in Master Gardener Class One, Yay, and I'm still Elizabeth. alive. Yay! Yay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, my question to you, wonderful people, is: I've got a an antique live oak tree that I I can't even put my arms around, and I can't tell if in the beautiful thick bark, if some critters are trying to tunnel right down at the base. Does that ever happen? And what do we do, please? Thank you. Uh, so, uh, is it a hole, or are they, doing, or they just kind of excavating a little bit around? See, I'm, it's it's down at the base, and the bark is thick, and I'm not real agile. Yeah. So I'm that I'm I don't have a really perfect answer for you, Mark. Yeah, I, I, I find I have to have a shovel nearby me so I can get up. So I know what you're talking about. Uh-huh, thank you. <laughs> so, are you were you asking her whether the the digging digger. was in the soil next to the tree or into oh. the tree? Uh, yeah, that's what I was I was I oh, was getting. Bark. So it was into the tree trunk or kind of adjacent to the I'm soil. Sorry. I'm that's sorry. That's okay. Don't yeah. be sorry, Elizabeth. Um, the bark okay. way down at okay. the down. Yeah, towards that's quite the soil. quite different because I think there's. I think skunks, yeah. amar- uh, armadillos, yeah. uh, so, but it, raccoons, all of them are yeah. digging. And the center of the tree of an old live oak may not necessarily be uh, wood anymore. It may be hollow or rotten out. That's what I was trying to get at. So it was a combination of, of ground and oh. wood because it's going to be open. So... On that note, if they're still going into the bark, yeah, the bark's really thick over there over time. Uh, it's like a big cork. It's like like a wine cork. That's what bark is. And so they're get so anything getting in there and maybe getting into the trunk of the tree. Oh, you know, six times out of ten, seven times out of ten, uh, the center of a live oak, old live oak, is going to be hollow. And so I'm I'm getting to the point where. I'm not really worried, too worried about it. Okay, so I shouldn't try to get a foam or a repellent or anything. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not a structural issue, is it? I mean, it's not close enough to your house. No, and, sir. Uh, hollow or anything where it might fall down on your house. No, sir. No, sir. I, I just okay. don't want the critters tunneling in my beautiful oh. tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so I'm saying they may be tunneling into your beautiful tree. On the other hand, it may not be hurtful for the tree. Yeah, live oaks are unbelievable. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, so I said, it's, it's amazing. Uh, people think that that big old live oak is totally, total wood. May or may not be. Um, because of all the different walls that a wood is made out of, the one that goes up and down is the weakest. And so that's why you see a lot of hollows. Because that wood is the the weakest in it. So over time, you you can get some some decay in the middle of the tree. To reassure yourself, it wouldn't hurt if you had an arborist look at it. Or even, you know, if you got a master gardener in the neighborhood or... Somebody well, she is a master which, gardener. She is. Oh, She's one of those. Class one. Huh? Class well, one. yeah. Who, if <laughs> I remember right, I was at class one, too. You were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you taught us, Calvin, and uh, we learned well. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, so, yeah, you later the you. So, yeah. So, um, you know, aromatic essential oils. Um, are always good to prevent insect pests, four-legged oh, and six, six-legged pests. Yeah. And so if you have some you know, some of the lavender oil or some of the rosemary oil or some of the other oils, peppermint, ooh, that's a good one, peppermint oils, and just kind of, if there's any holes, mm-hmm. you just put it in there, and it, it's antifungal too. So, I mean, it's, what, what, you know, just... Some of those essential oils are really good for a lot of different things. So they keep the pests away. They are antifungal, antibacterial. You just got to put it in there. And that, and then it, it, it gives you good peace of mind, but also makes the yard smell nice. Oh, that's good. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Elizabeth. You Bye, call Elizabeth. back and give, give Jerry oh, a hard time about that. Yeah, you. yeah, give Jerry a hard time. Okay, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. You take care. Bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break, but we're going to come back with alacrity and uh, talk with you about, uh, how did I do? It's pretty good. Okay, thank you. Talk with you more about uh, gardening right after this. So call us and give Al a hard time at the station. Say, I want to be on the air and talk about this. 210-308-8867. More coming up. On Millburgers Gardening South Texas, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where Mary is on the phone line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Mary, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Good. I'm so, I'm so glad Mark is there. I wanted to ask if the tree color that I thought was really wonderful this year, the fall colors, if it had anything to do with those four days of the low um Freezing temps. Uh, this year was not an especially good year. However, it seemed to improve the more we got into November. And so I'm trying, I'm hesitating here. I'm stalling. Uh, I'm trying to remember if we had some good cold weather in the latter part of November. Uh, but to answer your question directly, not not uh, due to the 
Um, the December, the right before Christmas freezes. That 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 didn't have anything to do with it. It didn't. But, no, but it usually it depends. Here, in general, the general rule it depends on the number of clear, cold nights or, or uh, clear days, clear sunny days like today, and cold nights, and the amount of water in latter part of September and October and throughout the month of October. So if we had good rain in September and October and then we had a period uh, in November of sunny, sunny days like today and cold nights, then we get maximum color production. That's the general rule. But Mark, I'm, we had a very dry fall. Yeah, that's exactly. Me. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I say in general it wasn't outstanding until we got towards the end of November. And I don't know for some reason why we may have gotten some some rains in October. And, and, I don't uh, remember any. Yeah, <laughs> I said, I'm trying to remember. I think we got some in October. And I think that's what yeah. maybe let, let it on to uh, or uh, increase the color at the end of the month or the end of November. But but you're, you're right. There was an uptick of color latter the latter part of November, first part of December. It was very pretty here in Chavano Park. The oak trees especially were nice yeah. this year. Yeah, but and you notice thing, it was a little. It was a little later for the red oaks. Maybe yeah. I'm not sure of that. The other thing I wanted to ask you was, sagos. If you trim your brown sago leaves off like now is that the sooner you trim them off the sooner the new growth will come on or not no i don't think it has anything to do with it so that's okay. why both calvin and i at the beginning of the show said yeah we really don't deal with the sagos we let mother nature do what it needs to do on that and then over time we can clip them um, but we usually just kind of wait till the natural progression early in the spring now, now, Jerry is a little more radical in his uh, pruning than Mark and I are. Jerry is inclined to prune the uh, uh, the, 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 the brown the, as soon as possible. Yeah. The brown, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't like those uh, shaped, you know, curved. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like to be able to cut. Identify which part of the whole stem, and then you cut that. Yeah, if we're going to cut, we're going to cut the whole thing. So it takes some time. You notice that, yeah, the freeze was in December, and yet now is when we're starting to see the brown on the sagos. So it takes a little while, and then, ah, you know, you might as well wait a little bit longer and then just cut that whole frond off. Well, we've done that in the past, but I noticed one house out here, they have kind of a gardener. He cut them off right away, and his last time, last year, was the first to come back. And I thought, I wonder if he knows something. But that was coincidence, I guess. Uh, I think it was coincidence, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, I love your show. been watching. I don't know. I'm listening. I don't know how long you've been on. As long as you've been on, we've been listening. Well, thank you. <laughs> 25 <laughs> years. Yeah, I was going to say, we ha- we happen to know. Um, it was, what what month? 1997? June, June in 1997. Yeah. We were okay, just talking well, about we that this morning. Okay, we came in 86. 
Well, we've been listening to you from the start, and we've thank you for time and your knowledge. And so, thank Happy you. New Year! Happy well, New Year! Th- you happy call New back Year anytime, too. Mary. We appreciate okay, your thanks. loyalty. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, 210 308 8867. That was nice, Mary. You'll have to come by the nursery and say hello, Mary. Yes. Um, we've had a couple people now that have come on this. Uh, this 2023 has been a big year. We had uh, Joseph and Joe and Lulu and all of them came by and visited with us. So, yeah, come on by and say hi. And uh, maybe Bill. We might have a Bill come by today or maybe tomorrow. Al was uh, direct talking to Bill. Telling him to come by and visit with us. Is he talking to us, Milton, or is he just no, 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 to no? He's just talking to the audience. However, we, you, and I know which Bill he was talking about. Oh, we do. Oh. Okay. All right. Two one zero. Well, there's only one Bill. There's only one Bill. Yeah. You mean uh, Bird Bill? No, I was thinking uh, Bill McReynolds. Oh, oh no. no, I don't no. think that was the, the same oh. Bill. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of the the the. Uh, Wild seed bird. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, that there you go. That's the other one. That'd be yes. nice if that yeah. bill came and visited us. We yes. haven't talked to that bill in a while. Thank oh, you. I, Thank I, you. I did uh, visit with him. He yes. was at the breakfast group. Uh, That's what couple, you said. A couple of weeks ago, and he's in good shape and cheerful and a lot of fun. Oh my goodness! Well, he was always cheerful. Yeah, and he uh, got bored with us, and so he went on to his <laughs> other. <laughs> That's no, funny. no, he was he was pretty entertaining. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, let's see. What have we uh, talked about now? Uh, let's uh, see. I might listen here that I put together. Let's you went see. to Shrub. Did you, uh, what about some sauce programs? Ah, excellent. Thank you, sir. Yes, just a tidbit. You heard it first here. Oh. There's a first radio program that we've announced. It, it is. Now do we have the breaking news theme? Uh, for the first time. From across the city and around the block. Mark Peterson, go. Now you got him. Now you got me my moral. Hello. Welcome, America. There you go. Or maybe Walter Conkite. Hello. Good evening. First time. Uh, after a couple of years, <laughs> yeah, no. after a couple of years, we saw us will be host, hosting Spring Bloom. All right, at uh, the Saws headquarters on two eighty one twenty eight hundred. That's fun. U.S. That sounds like uh, the first ma- Master Gardener class. I mean, that was. Huh? Well, that's one of those what? historical no, things that oh, I was involved no, in. Yes. Uh, These are a sight to behold, people. Yes, this is Saturday, is this, uh-huh, Saturday, Saturday, March 11th, second okay. Saturday in the month. Uh, so approximately month. two months from today. Yes. Okay. And there will be a plant, uh, there will be a plant giveaway. Ooh. So Jerry will receive his, his plant. Uh-huh. Where is it going to be held? It's going to be held at Saw's headquarters yeah. on the front porch, or front parking lot. And <laughs> on the front porch. And uh, uh, talks uh, to be decided, speakers to be decided yet. And but the theme is going to be, hey, what's your garden style? Okay. Kind of a takeoff on you on our, our amazing website, and then also oh, we'll be having plans 
distributing plans uh, for uh, your your type of of garden style, whether it be uh, zero escape or Spanish style. Well, that'd be or cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yes, I'm the coordinator. I'm the creator. Oh, you got this. Uh, so, uh, oh, uh, lots of plants to be sold. Okay. So the Men's Garden Club will be there. The Herb Society will be there. Sierra Club will be there. Oh, goodness. Um, uh, who else? Um, Eco Central. Other, uh, Master other, Naturalist? Master Naturalist will be there. Um, they're always kind of a later, later participant. Uh, so there'd be lots of plants to be sold, lots of information. As we used to say, free parking, free event, free uh-huh. parking, free plants, and free information. So okay. you That's think the way uh, it is. Trace, Trace is going to off the show because he's going to be selling all those plants over there? Or do you think he'll pro- Millburgers will no, think, continue to put up with that? I think they'll continue to put up with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess if they've done it for yeah, all these 35 years, yeah. years or so, they can do it. Very cool. All right. Uh, so where can folks go for more information? Uh, thank you, Milton. They sure. can go to the Saws Gardening website. That okay. is... Garden Style. Garden Style San Antonio or SA. Yeah. That's how it's getting mixed up. I'm going there now. Yeah. No, it may not be on the... Uh, you go to the events calendar on the bottom. Okay. No, I'm just, just seeing what's on there. Well, it's... it's what else I, all, all of a sudden, I realize it's not on there yet. I haven't oh, done okay. it. That's okay. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to do on Monday. Thank you. Thank you. So, on Monday, if you go to Garden Style... Uh, yes. go, wait till Tuesday. Just give it till Tuesday. Okay. You've you still got plenty of time. Mm. Events calendar. Yeah, okay. events calendar. And then you'd scroll, go to March, March 11th, Saturday, March 11th. You'd see... Uh, a big uh, photo and a short description of what you can find at the Spring Bloom. And once again, that's at uh, the Saul's headquarters. That's 2800 U.S. Highway 281 gonna, North. Okay, there'll be plans. So that that that's uh, a little different. Uh, and we're gonna we're going to have actually dis- distribute printed plans that you could take to the nursery. And then you say, uh, I have, I would, I have the, I have a Spanish colonial house over in Woodlawn Monticello Park, and I need to have these types of plants uh-huh. for this, and so that, that you can fill it in. I was thinking that uh, with the freeze damage we've had, um, how, how would can you could you relate those plan, plans to the repairing or improving or? Uh, evolving, oh, your, yeah, right? You could uh, state of your. You could fill in. Uh, you could replace some of those that didn't make it um, <laughs> with various plants. That'll be cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so a lot of my coworkers are working on that. Okay. Led by Emma, we'll just give her a shout out. All Emma's right. leading that design. All right. So uh, here's a segue for you, Mark. When it says rewards eligible, what is that referring to? Uh, we have this wonderful program that's called uh, Water Saver. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, was, that was an easy one. Yeah. Water Saver Rewards Program. Now, uh, once you become a, a rewards member, that's lifetime. But you get points. I want to be a rewards member class one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, it was a couple of years ago. Oh. Uh, so you could be a little more. Okay. But uh, your your number is your phone when you sign up. Oh, okay. And your phone number. And what you do is you attend classes and programs. 
And those are then, you receive points for those after you attend them. And then you collect those points. And during the year, or at the end of the year, you take your points and you, you can get various coupons. And these are electronic coupons. And you take uh, your phone. They give to, you little shocks. No, 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 no. Not that kind of electronic. Oh. Digital. Darn. Digital. There you go. Be- better word. Yeah, better word. Uh, on your phone. I tell Jerry about that. <laughs> you, t- you take them to participating vendors. Hey, who is a participating vendor? Millburgers. Millburgers is a participating oh, okay. vendor, and you get and you can get and a, a thirty dollar area nurseries. There are, uh, but we're going to mention just Millburgers right now because we're here. Yeah, uh, and then you you may receive depending on the amount of points you have, you may receive a thirty dollar, fifty dollar, or seventy dollar coupon. All right. And we made major changes last year. You can use that money, that coupon, for anything except fertilizers and pesticides. So you can get plants. Um, you can get a little... Um, soil a, or not? A, a birdhouse. You can get sa- uh, oh. a soil, compost, mulch, everything on that. Um and then uh, on that calendar, which is where you gave me this lovely segue, Thank you look you. on the calendar for programs that you may be interested in okay. that are rewards old, eligible. Yeah. And so you either receive a three, two, or one point, and then you collect those points over the course of the months or years. All right. Two great, and it's uh, GardenStyleSanAntonio.com. Uh, yeah, and actually, it's, and even activities like the uh, today from eight to eleven, they did the habitat cleanup at Mitchell Lake. Right, yeah. and so uh, some of those are point. some of those are reward eligible, some of those are not. But yeah, it's but a, it doesn't matter. Bec- and some of those are promoted or hosted by Saws or a Saws partner. Okay. Uh, and some of them are not, but that's okay. They're they're uh, interesting programs they're, whatsoever. They're consistent with the. Uh, the, the programs and the environmental goals of SAWS and yes. your customers. Huh? Yeah. So this is an interesting one. I'm, I'm not familiar with this term, and I love the name of the person teaching it. Mycology 102. Am I pronouncing that right? And Mycology. One, Mycology. Yes. Yeah. Taught by Sam the Fungi. Yeah. Okay. That's eligible. Mycology is the study of fungi. Okay. That's what I kind of figured from the... Yeah. From Sam. Yeah. All right. Where's that going to be? I don't know. Tell me. I'm going to click on it. Or make go to the it. website. Okay. Let's see. Oh, admission to the go. Oh, it's at, um, I guess, the Botanical Garden. It's at Garden. Botanical Garden. Ah. So, uh, to, to answer your question earlier, um, there are various nurseries and um, other environmental groups. So, some of the vendors are uh, Millburgers, okay. uh, Fanix. The Rainbow Gardens and the Garden Center. Uh, some of the partners are uh, Botanical Gardens. Sarah, I uh, see. Uh, GVST. Uh, oh, now, now you're going to think, yeah, GVST. Oh, well, Master Gardeners. Eco Central, the Master okay. Gardeners. Thank okay. you, Calvin. All right. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. Had lots of great questions today, so we encourage you to call back. 
or call us with your questions at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick along with Mark Peterson. And for Dr. Jerry Parsons, we hope we'll be back tomorrow. And Dr. Calvin Finch, back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Milburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer. We're live here at Milburgers. So what kind of music was that? Bachman turned uh, overdrive. Turn the last the last three bumper songs yeah. have been Bachman Turner Overdrive, the great Canadian band. Oh. Okay. Thank you. I From guess. From Manitoba. Oh. I guess. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Calvin, come on. All right. Two upper, on a, upper Midwest. That's our music. C- Canadian. Bachman Turner. Is that your music, Calvin? Must be. Uh-huh. Because. Mm-hmm. All right. 210-308-8867. Uh-oh. I hope that deer doesn't get caught in that hose. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. The number to call. Still plenty of time left. So uh, we welcome your questions. Uh, here at Milberger's Gardening South. Can we uh, quiz Mark, too, about... Yes, go ahead, quiz him. Uh, Make it about, tough. About the uh, trees, anything, Mark? Uh, I've seen some uh, live oak trees that didn't look like uh, oak wilt, but it was uh, just kind of looked like they're uh, losing can, leaves can, can and, it, eh? or yeah, freeze damage. I, or... I, think, I think, yes. I think uh, we are experienced... Uh, are the final results of uh, a year long of only 11 inches uh, rainfall uh, plus the freezes. So I think that's a combination of that, and we're finally seeing some of the results of it. Yeah, the, a lot of uh, live oaks around town look just kind of eh. Yeah. You know, like they've they've lost a certain percentage of their of their canopy uh, prior to our the March. Loss, because we always go. Live oaks always lose most of the leaves in in uh, March. So you're going. Eh, it's January and they they don't look very good. I guess it makes them pretty uh, vulnerable too when they're when they're in a landscape situation really close together, competing, and in our limited soil and no and no rain and all. You've got. I guess you got them more susceptible than they normally would be if we had a. Rainfall. So, yeah, any kind of natural pest or the pest that walks on two legs, uh, then uh, any kind of activity will cause additional. Uh-huh. It, it kind of compounds. What do we call it? Synergistic? Yeah. So, yeah. so Syner- synergistic effects uh, on the tree. Any, is there a special advantage? You try to water them or do you? Uh... Yeah, but but where do we want to do that? So uh, there's two schools of thought. One that the, the majority of roots are closer into the canopy, into the trunk. And the other one, which I grew up with, was uh, you water at the drip line and yeah. beyond. And uh, But a good deep soaking. Infrequent, but deep. Mm-hmm. So uh, people ask me, you know, what is that? And I usually say, uh, once a month. 
once every 60 days, something like that. Trees can handle that. But we do it really, really well and very extensive. Yeah. You don't want to overreact. So, yeah. But uh, you, 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 it seems like uh, we value those trees so much that we should act in yeah. some way. Yeah. Or so at, that, le- that, at least have a good reason why we're, right. what we're doing and right. not doing. Now, 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 having said that, now I'm going to put my saws hat. Oh, I'm already wearing my saws hat. You are? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, we try to avoid using a lot of water during months of the latter part of November to the early part of, of oh. March for winter averaging. So if you're going to do that, make sure that you know, you, you want to get to February, March or the latter part of February when you do that so that it doesn't count too much on your, on, on your average. I know. Uh, oh, no. so some, I got. I got. That's heck. the sewage average, right? It's the sewer average. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we average uh, three uh, billing cycles in during the dormant season, and that's what you use for the rest of the year. Yeah, for so. your sewage rate. A lot of our our homes uh, got some damage to our piping from the freezes, and I I know I got I got a call from Saw saying you're showing a real water use there. Yeah, if, if if it's a leak, I hope you've yeah. de- dealt with it, and uh, and then you can, you can file for right. uh, help uh, paying the cost. Uh, and but the most important thing is to get the leak stopped. So yeah, we're doing a lot more um, robocalls, uh, particularly if you have our new meters, the MI meter. Um, but also, we look at the last three months of your standard water bill and and look at that if you have a standard meter. So we're doing a lot of those. Eventually, down the road, in the future, Milton, in the future, we'll be looking at uh, using a lot more techs uh, during emergencies and that might show up individual bills, but that's way down in the future right Mm -hmm. now. So right now where you're using robocalls, uh, if your three months appear to be higher than normal, or if you have an AMI, um, where we can look more at a, on a daily or weekly basis. So if you had a leak from the freezes, yeah, go I'm ahead right. and go ahead and check with saws to see if they, there's a right. program to yeah. Help so you deal with thank, it. thank thank you. Finish the thought on that. Yeah, there there may be a program for you. Um, either will help with pain or possibly uh, help with the fixture. Ooh, wow. Uh, That's good to know. Well, yeah, we have a program called Plumbers People. So it's one of our oldest programs. After very, if it's low, that's low income. But if they'll even, even a uh, moderate, a, re- a regular income um, household, you, uh, there is a re- program that's been in place for a long time and uh, supports deal with you know deal quickly with those uh, leaks, decisively and. Uh, Saws helps you helps you uh, pay for the repairs. Hmm. It's not you know may not cost cover everything, but it is a relatively easy program to participate in. Too. And where do you find that? That would be on the saws.org page. But what are you looking for on that page? Program? Yeah, just programs assistance. Assistance. It usually, um, lots of times we do, we have it as a pop up. Oh. Uh, around the screen is need assistance. Leaks. Uh, yeah. So, but, uh, and that is www.saws.org. Okay, very cool. That's interesting. See, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. With just about six minutes left. Mark, is there anything else you wanted to Oh, I'm going to leave this for a rant for Jerry um, if he's back tomorrow. But, okay. But Neil's uh, had a article or a reader call in about uh, wild bluegrass poa annual. And uh, we've, we've mentioned this on, on the radio broadcast lots of times. If it's green, don't worry about it. If it's green in the winter, don't worry about it. So you have uh, rescue grass, uh, poa annual, which is a kind of a native bluegrass. Uh, there's other things. It's green. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah, horse herb, frog and- fruit. Yeah, one of the best controls and the better attractive controls is the just to mow it. Yeah, every few weeks. And if if your yard is not green but sort of a light green with to yellow, brown, is that okay or should I panic? And no, because that tells me it's primarily Bermuda grass. Dorm- oh no, dormant. it's Saint Augustine. Oh, is it Saint Augustine? Don't know. But that can be dormant. Oh, can be I'm gonna panic. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, gonna no. panic now. No, no. Uh, Jerry used to tell these wonderful stories at A and M where mm-hmm. they created, they put Saint Augustine on top of this huge dome because they wanted to look at the root structure. Oh wow! And all the roots died back, and they were horrified. And it's like, no, that's what Saint Augustine does oh, every year. As the roots die back all the way, and then it puts out again. But it still may remain green or slightly off color. It doesn't mean it's dead. Shoot, just means it's dormant. Okay, that was close. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, dormant's okay. I can dormant do is should... okay. Oh, when do we start doing composting? All the time. All the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of leaves fell. Oh with, no, uh, I meant putting, putting out. Compost and stuff. Oh, okay. Oh. So uh, we usually, we like to do it early. We have found early yeah. and late. So uh, for the compost, right? So high grade, high quality compost is put out as soon as mid February. Ooh, okay, good. So on that, uh, and then we, but uh, we can do it uh, until May if it's high quality compost. So we have a knockout rose. That just sits there. In fact, everything we've planted in this place where there was a big tree that was uh, taken down just just doesn't do anything. And then uh, maybe a year before last, we just had some compost and put it down around it, and it just went crazy. It looked great for the first yeah. time in a long time. Right. So does that, what does that tell you about the— It tells me there was a lot of carbon in the soil so oh. that uh, as it decays in the— uh, the fungi and bacteria and what have you. It was actually absorbing nitrogen from the soil to pr- help it grow decay. and decay the, the wood. And once you put some compost in, or you could have put some slow-release fertilizer in, uh, oh. that, that, that would have allowed the natural amount of nitrogen to assist the plants and everything like that. And uh, Okay, that's so. kind of what we figure. It's called nitrogen draft or deficiency. Deficiency. So okay. So we will uh, wait till mid February. We'll get some a bag of compost and try it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, people don't you don't want to get too anxious. I mean, we said yeah. this is only January, middle. Yeah, of January. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 I like. We did find out early. I mean that you could put down compost early. Oh yeah. But like I said, the latter part of February. That's early. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we could do it the first part of November. 
So oh. normally we talk about when do we talk about using fertilizers? You know, latter part of September and, and yeah, October. Spring and yeah. So actually, we found we could use the the compost. We we can apply it a little bit later okay. and a little bit earlier. It not, not doing none of that stuff that hurts anything, but it uh, uh, just more efficient yeah. and. Uh, uh, well, would do it, it at the, the perfect timing. Would it encourage, especially with 80-degree weather, encourage it to grow, and then yeah. all of a sudden we get a, a freeze? Okay. okay. So, so you, you, ba- you balance temperature, moisture, and day length. Okay. Well, here's hoping we get some moisture on Wednesday hmm. when it's going to be like 82 degrees. Um, so that'll be interesting. Know. doesn't look like it's so. Looks like it's one of those maybe it's going to rain days. No. Yeah, I don't think the chances of rain were very high. No, no, wait a minute. What? Yeah. Are you going to... Yeah. Okay. okay, you did it. Okay, thanks. Wednesday, 20% chance of showers before noon. High near 78. I apologize. Light northwest wind increasing to 6 miles to 10 miles per hour. Winds could get gusty up to 20 miles per hour. It doesn't say the amount of precipitation expected. I doubt it. I, d- I doubt a lot. Okay. I will be recommending your once a month holiday season watering oh. well, holiday day watering oh. tomorrow or on Monday on Monday okay yeah and oh. then uh, March 11th is uh, the new spring bloom giveaway new yeah. spring bloom March 11th go to the website to, for more details alright thank you coming in Mark great job Calvin great job as well I'm Milton Glick we're going to say goodbye for today we're back tomorrow here at Mill Burgers come visit with us and uh and enjoy the uh, the nice weather. Thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks, Al. See you tomorrow on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.